You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 99, The Best Way to Be a Woman. Welcome to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. This is the podcast for nurses who know that to take care of your patients and your family, first, you need to take care of yourself. If you're ready to create a balanced, beautiful, and bold life, you're in the right place. Hey there, my friends. Happy International Women's Day or Women's Week, right? I think every holiday now, it's just a week. Like birthdays are a week long. It's your birthday week. International Women's Day, it's got to be International Women's Week. A day isn't long enough. We got to keep celebrating. So happy International Women's Week to you all. I'm feeling a little bit on a buzz from it. I kind of love getting to see all the messages of positivity, of unity between women, of celebrating women. I love getting to think about the women in my life that I admire. So I'm feeling all this gratitude and appreciation for women. And I wanted to talk a little bit about my thoughts on being a woman today. And if you're not a woman, if you identify as a male or anywhere you identify along the gender spectrum, then stick around because I think you're still going to get something out of this because it's going to apply to however you identify, whether it's about your gender or anything you're trying to define yourself or you feel like the world is trying to define you in a certain way. What we're going to talk about today will apply to all of it. I'm just going to be specifically looking at it for women. Okay, so I read a post the other day and it got me thinking. It said, we need to teach our daughters to care less about fitting in glass slippers and to care more about breaking glass ceilings. And at first when I read that post, I was like, yes, yeah, that's right. But then I started to think about it. I was like, but wait a second. Not all women want to break glass ceilings. And some women want to wear glass slippers. And I started to think about that. I was like, you know what? I know these messages are well-intentioned and some of them are really beautiful. And I think they're great things to share and thoughts to share. But I think sometimes it can get a little confusing. I remember when I was little, I was probably in first grade. For school, I was supposed to interview my mom and ask her a bunch of questions like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite animal? What's your favorite color? And when I asked her what her favorite color was, she said red. And I was kind of confused by that. I remember asking her a couple times like, wait a second, your favorite color is red? Red? Don't boys like red? And I remember thinking about that long after the interview, being like, wait a second, my mom likes red. I think she's doing it wrong. (laughs) But then as I got older, I got completely different messages. Suddenly, you weren't supposed to like pink as a girl. If you liked pink, then you were just following what everyone told you you were supposed to do. You weren't thinking for yourself. You were being kind of basic and lame if you liked pink or purple or those girly colors. And so it got kind of confusing. Like, wait a second. I thought to be a girl, I was supposed to like pink. And now to be a girl, I'm not supposed to like pink. What am I supposed to like? 
And so I was constantly looking around to figure out, how do I be a woman in this world? It gets kind of confusing, right? We get all these different messages. So I want to share some thoughts with you guys. And as always, you can take or leave whatever works for you, whatever helps you in your life. I want you to think of all my podcast episodes, but especially this one as a buffet where you're going down the line and some things are going to look really good to you and they'll work for you and you want to put them on your plate and other things you might be like, that's not really how I see it. That doesn't help me in my life. I'm going to leave that there. Okay. So it's all good. It's okay if you don't see things the same way I do, but I just want to share some thoughts with you that have been helpful to me. Okay. So as I've thought about what it means to be a woman, I thought about maybe some of the typical ways we would define being a woman. So you could think being a woman means you have certain anatomy. Now, for me personally, that's not how I define being a woman. And it's okay if for you if you disagree. I'm not here to change your mind. But I think that there are many people in this world who don't have the typical female anatomy and they identify as being a woman. And I validate that. And so for me, it's not about your anatomy. And so I was like, what else could it be? What else makes you a woman? I think one thing we look at is the ability to have children. Now, some women don't want to have children. And other women want to, and they can't for various reasons, or they don't for various reasons. And so again, I don't think that's what it means to be a woman. So what does it mean? How are you a woman? How do you know what unites us as women? Because we're all so diverse. And where I landed with it is that I think being a woman and what unites us as women is that we have the shared experience of the pressures of being a woman. And we have to navigate life and decide who we're going to be. So maybe we have some different pressures depending on where we live and our culture and our generation, like how old you are, you might have some different pressures of what it means to be a woman. But we still all have those pressures and we have to learn to navigate them and decide what we're going to make them mean and what we're going to internalize and how we're going to be a woman in the world. So that's what I think we all share. And men share that too, right? Other groups share that too. We all have different pressures. Like for a man, you're often told that your worth depends on how much you make, what your paycheck is. Or as a man, you're only allowed to show certain emotions. Like if you're upset, you can be mad and angry. You can't be sad or hurt or disappointed. That's what men are often told, right? Or they're told they're supposed to have certain interests. Like Sports and cars and tools and women. So those are the interests men are allowed to have. They're not supposed to like crafts or theater or cooking or dancing or art. So men share that unique experience where they're given certain pressures and women have their own experience. And I was thinking about this. I was like, you know what? I think we should have an International Men's Day. And I looked it up because I haven't really 
seen it. Like it hasn't been like a big thing on social media that I've seen, but I guess there is one. There's an International Men's Day on November 19th. And I think that day goes by being missed. I don't think it gets the attention it deserves, at least not from what I've seen. And I know some of you might be like, isn't every day International Men's Day? Like it seems like men have a lot of privilege and all of that, right? But here's the thing. I think we need to use International Men's Day as a day to flood the world with messages that men can be gentle. They can be nurturing and artistic and silly and they can be whatever they want to be. Just like as women, isn't that so nice to have those reminders? I mean, obviously, we want to have those messages all year round, but it's nice to have a time to really remember that and celebrate that and honor it. And I think men need that too. I think they need a day or a week where we can be like, hey guys, be whoever you want to be. Stop trying to fit into this box. We know boxes are uncomfortable. People don't belong in boxes. So mark your calendars, November 19th. Let's give men some messages of positivity, okay? But anyways, so as a woman, that's where I kind of landed. I think that as women, we share this unique experience of being told who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to act. And a lot of those messages are external from the media, from other people in our lives, And then some of them are internal pressures we put on ourselves, but we share that experience needing to navigate life and decide who we're going to be with these various pressures and messages. And because these messages can be so conflicting and confusing, I think sometimes we lose track of what it means to us to be a woman and who we want to be. I'm reading the book Untamed right now by Glennon Doyle. And I felt like the other day, I felt like I was in the opening scene of her book. So right now my family's been on quarantine. So we've been trying to figure out what activities we can do that are safe, that we won't spread illness to anyone, and also maintain our sanity. So we've had a lot of fun, actually. We've gone to play in the snow a couple days. We've gone to the beach. And then yesterday, we went to a wildlife safari. So it's about an hour and a half from my house. There's this huge wildlife park that you drive through. So you're not like at the zoo out walking around with other people. You're just driving through in your car. And there were zebras and rhinos and all kinds of animals, not in cages, just out roaming around and you're driving through this park. Now, some of them were in cages. They had bears and lions and cheetahs. And as we were going through, I was feeling like I was in the opening scene of Glennon Doyle's book, where she talks about being at a park like this and watching a cheetah run with her kids. So to start off the cheetah run, the girl who worked at the wildlife park was explaining that cheetahs, when raised in captivity, from when they're cubs, they're often raised with a dog. So they had a Labrador there because the dog kind of helps the cheetah learn how to behave and it helps train the cheetah. And so they showed the Labrador do this run first where they had a car pulling this big stuffed bunny down the track 
and the Labrador chased after it. And so they showed everyone the dog doing this first, and then it was the cheetah's turn. And so the cheetah goes out, and the car starts driving, pulling this big pink bunny flopping on the ground. And then they open the cage, and the cheetah bolts after it. And at the end, the cheetah gets this big stake. And Glennon Doyle talks about watching this happen. And afterwards, the cheetah was released back out into its area, to its open field to roam that was caged still. And she watched it. And the cheetah heard a noise from somewhere beyond the fence and she saw it perk up. And it looked so regal and majestic and its posture changed and it got this fiery look in its eyes like it was ready to hunt. And she said her daughter turned to her and said, Mom, the cheetah's wild again. And so many of us as women, we've been told that we're supposed to be Labradors, right? We're supposed to chase pink bunnies and that we're supposed to act certain ways. And we start to forget that really we're cheetahs. When we stop noticing our needs and desires, when we stop listening to them, then they fade away. Last month in Bold Nurse Society for February, we were working on loving ourselves. And part of loving yourself is knowing yourself. But when we stop listening, then we forget who we are. And this happens in big ways, right? Like we could look at our goals, our ambitions, our true, like big life desires. When we stop paying attention to those, they fizzle away. But we can see it happen even in small things. So for instance, if you go out to dinner with your family, do you have an opinion about where you go? Or are you like, whatever, whatever everyone else wants, that's fine. Like, yes, we can be flexible. We don't have to be rigid. But do you know what you desire? Do you know what your opinion is? Are you checking in with yourself? Are you listening to yourself? So I love the example Glennon Doyle gives in her book because I can totally picture this in my mind when I was in middle school. So she talks about how she, as a mom having teenagers, one time her teenage son had some friends over and they were all sitting in the living room. There was some boys and some girls and they were watching a movie and she went and stood in the doorway and her son was kind of like, hey, mom. And so to make herself have a reason for being there, she said, is anybody hungry? And she explained how all the boys, without looking away from the TV, said, yeah, I could eat something. But then she watched the girls. They were all sitting piled on the floor in blankets, and they all paused and slowly met each other's gazes and looked around. And then one girl spoke up and said, no, thanks. We're good. And she said, how fascinating is that? The boys looked inward to find out if they were hungry. The girls looked outward to find out from each other if they themselves were hungry. 
And that's what we do so often in our lives. We pull outside of us. Am I hungry? Am I happy? Is this what I want? We look outside of us to find out what we desire and what we want inside. So let's make the switch. Instead of looking outside of us to find out what a woman should be, instead of saying, hey, Instagram, what should a woman be? Or looking at TV shows and actresses and magazines. What should a woman look like? How should she dress? How should she act? Now, I'm not saying that we have to live in a bubble. I think it can be very inspiring to look around and admire and notice other women. Like when I think about the women in my life, it's awesome because I realize that the women that I love so much are all so different. And so I can be different too. Like if I look at my mom, she raised 11 children. I've got 10 siblings. She did home daycare for 25 years. And then she went back to school and got her master's degree in speech and language pathology. I've got women I admire who have all kinds of different interests and talents. One of my good friends, she loves baking. She makes amazing bread and macaroons. She loves basketball. She loves quilting. She is amazing with DIY projects. Like she made this beautiful kitchen dining table with her dad. She's studying business management and wants to be a psychologist. So she's got such eclectic interests. And she's so different than some of my other amazing women friends. I've got another friend who's a comedian. She runs marathons. She's into theater and acting. She's a writer and an editor. She's loud and opinionated, but also so thoughtful. I've got another friend who is so different from that. She's gentle and calm and quiet, and she loves nature. She's artistic. She loves to paint and sing and create music. She loves the simple pleasures of life, like simpler times and not getting caught up in technology and all of that. And then I've got another friend who's a scientist, and she is incredibly sarcastic and witty. And she's a foodie. She loves to bake. She loves to cook. She loves all kinds of music from Dolly Parton to Beyonce to more obscure bands. And so as I look around me at all of these women, I'm like, wait a second. They don't fit in a box. They are so dynamic and diverse, and I love them all. And they're all being a woman perfectly and beautifully. And so seeing that helps me realize like, oh, I don't have to fit in a box either. I don't have to create this box of who I'm supposed to be. I get to just be me. So instead of looking around us and saying, how should I be? Who do I have to be? I like to look around and just be like, I can be that. That's an option. I can be interested in those things. I can pursue that goal, but I don't have to. It's all up to me. I just get to be me and whoever I am, that's what a woman should be. And whoever all the other women are, that's what a woman should be. We as women are creating the definition of what a woman is. Isn't that awesome? The other day I wrote a post on Instagram 
And I want to share it with you guys because as I was writing it, I was like, yes, this is truth. So I wanted to read this to you guys. And also, if you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you go and follow me. It's Thriving Nurse and you can read more posts like this. So here's what it said. I said, the best way to be a woman is to be you. As a woman, you can love painting your nails, football, politics, decorating, exercise, crafts, reading, cars, and makeup. Or you cannot be interested in any of it. As a woman, you can want to shatter glass ceilings, be a stay-at-home mom, not have children, do construction, be an accountant, a police officer, a nurse, a baker, or not work. You can be or do anything you want to. As a woman, you can be compassionate, decisive, gentle, bold, opinionated, relaxed, creative, logical, emotional, calm, intelligent, articulate, quiet, poised, hilarious. But you don't have to be any of it. The beauty of being a woman is you get to define what a woman is. A woman is you, and you're doing it perfectly. So my friends, let's look around and be inspired by the women around us, but let's look inside to create the women that we are. You get to create your own definition, and it's beautiful and perfect and exactly what a woman should be. So keep rocking it. Keep doing your thing. Keep making the definition of a woman infinite and expansive and dynamic and as beautiful as we all are. All right. Thanks for being here. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. 